0: Hey, fellow boundary breakers, if your current delegation systems are not working to get you out of the day-to-day in your business, there is an exercise on our website that is the first step to get you out of the delegation catch-22. I'm going to throw the link in the show notes for you to go ahead and download.
1: It's never fun to like admit it. And I think the easy thing, and I, I say this to myself, I'm like, well, you know, it's a great idea, but the timing was just wrong. And in part, it could be like, there's so many reasons it could fail. The idea could be bad, the timing could be wrong. Your iteration, your client, your marketing, whatever. But like at a certain point, cut it, move on. Learning when to say done is so hard. I think we're just fighters and we want to make things work. As typically, most women I know don't just throw in the towel. We do, we fight for things. And so we do that in business and sometimes cut your losses, move on. You can still take the idea, reiterate it. If the idea has legs and you have proof of concept, if the idea failed, okay, maybe the mission can be the same, but how it expresses itself can be entirely different.
0: Welcome to another episode of Female Founders Breaking Boundaries. I'm your host Casey Gromer. I am the founder of She Sweet Boutique. With over 20 years of marketing and business management experience, I work with small businesses and female founders using our signature business blueprint. On the show, you get tools, advice, resources, support, and encouragement that resonates with the modern businesswoman. So, fellow boundary breakers, let's dive in. Hello, fellow boundary breakers, and welcome to a new episode of Female Founders Breaking Boundaries. I'm your host, Casey Gromer, and you are listening to the podcast that's going to challenge you to think of new and different ways of running your business that are outside of the traditional strategies so that we as women can overcome some of the obstacles that we face when we are building sustainable businesses and create something that can eventually run without us. Today, I have a guest on the podcast. We are talking to Virginia Frischkorn today, and Virginia is the founder of an app, an online app called Party Trick. And it's interesting because the headspace I was in when I heard of Virginia was when I was getting ready for my divorce to be finalized. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? I need to have a divorced AF party. We need to celebrate this. And then I get an email from Virginia's team talking about partytrick.com. So I was in a headspace of like, we need to talk. Virginia is going to be talking to us today about a few really interesting things that I think are going to add value to each of our lives. One of them is we're going to be talking about her experience during COVID. She was a luxury party planner, and when COVID hit, we all know what happened there. So one of the things we're thinking about is when something like that happens that completely disrupts. Our comfort zone and what we're used to. What do we do to survive, to continue, to even thrive or grow through that? We're also going to be talking about, well, Virginia is also a single parent. She is also divorced. And so we're going to be talking about ways that we as women are doing things differently, what she was doing differently, and how she navigated this startup phase of her business through single parenthood. And finally, talking about failure and how she navigated failure and why it actually turned out to be a good thing. And I think you're going to want to listen in today. You're going to want to meet Virginia and you're going to want to check out partytrick.com. You might also want to attend my divorced AF party. Send me a message on LinkedIn. Let me know where I can send your invitation. And uh, why don't we go ahead and meet Virginia today? We have Virginia Frischkorn with us today. Virginia is the founder of Party Trick. Virginia, I'm going to have you introduce yourself to our audience. Just start by who you are, what you do. Tell us a little bit about the business that you run. And
1: then I have a few questions for you. Definitely. Well, thank you, Casey. I'm so excited to be here. I'm Virginia Frischkorn. I live in Colorado and I'm the founder of Party Trick. I have two little kiddos and I love empowering people to create amazing experiences. And candidly, that's what Party Trick's all about. Party Trick is we're a web based app at the moment. We're working on mobile and we provide all the tools to empower you to host an amazing celebration and celebrate the everyday. So I've been in luxury event production my entire career and Party Trick is about bringing this service to the masses and celebrating Tuesday or Sunday brunch with your friends. It's not just about that birthday party or those milestone events. It's really like how to gather and build community and have have those like high punctuation marks in life that we all really need right now, in my opinion. So we make it easy. We're like a planner in your pocket.
0: Awesome. So as you're talking, I'm curious, what was the thing that where you said, oh my God, I need to do this. What was that sort of, you know... Like the trigger
1: point or... Yes! Well, it's funny because it was a variety of them, honestly. So again, my career, I spent my almost entire professional career of 14, 15 years in luxury event production. So doing 500,000 to five million dollar weddings, corporate events, uh, nonprofit events, like crazy, crazy birthday parties. And I had three companies in the event space. In 2020, that all went away because you know that was March and our wedding season and event season really starts in June. So we were like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? And I remember sitting at home with my kids and we all just thought it was going to be back to normal by August and realizing, Oh my goodness, we're so disconnected. And my father lived in Virginia. I'm from the East coast originally. And he was throwing these phenomenal little parties with a pod. You know, all of his friends, their kids have often launched. So they would have socially distanced dinners outside and enjoy. And I was so inspired by what he was doing. And we were in a different situation and like isolating a little bit more here in Colorado. Also the weather's just kind of gross that time of year, like those first few months. And I was like, there's gotta be a way to kind of box up the know-how of what we've done and bring it to the masses and bring it to everyone. So people, because we are we're so disconnected and all these virtual gatherings were popping up and people were spending too much time on zoom. So I was like, what can we do? So we created a beta of party trick. I'm going to like fast forward four or five months that beta launches. And unfortunately, the day after it launches, my father passed away very unexpectedly.
0: I'm so sorry.
1: Thank you. And my dad was this amazing force of a man. He was an entrepreneur, ran a large, large company. so I watched him my whole childhood and remember him coaching me. He was my mentor professionally, coaching me and looking at what I was doing and challenge everything. And in part, also dad was really about... I mean, he was was such an amazing host. And his party is like I can throw a phenomenal party and spend four hundred grand on a ceiling treatment that rivals anything. But his party is like the big ones in childhood and these small. It was really about how you make people feel. And when you're that host, when you have that level of comfort and confidence, it is the best gift to your guests. More so than that crazy ceiling treatment that like looks great, right? Right. So he really inspired me in that time frame of a COVID plus dad's passing. I really reevaluated how do I want to spend my life and how do I want to give back? And it sounds funny to be like, I'm giving back through giving parties, but truly empowering people to create experiences like my dad created, like I then turned into a professional career is my mission behind this. It's about this well-being of impacting others so they can develop that community and have that fun. And again, it doesn't need to be just for the wedding or just for the birthday party. It's... Have a great Super Bowl party. Have a great Valentine's Day. Have a great Easter and remove the stress. There's so much data coming at us that if we can make it easy, it's a gift and it reduces stress. Being with friends increases your happiness. And so for me, it's funny. It's like go through a party, but truly like those two triggers push me to really reevaluate and figure out how I can kind of get back in my greater mission. So that's really where it all came. And then a lot of other fun stuff behind it.
0: So one of the things about COVID, like COVID was terrible for a mm-hmm. lot of us. And for some of us, you know, it didn't impact us that much. But I imagine for someone like you, COVID was terrible. But I think if we have to find a silver lining of some of the things that came from that time period were people being forced to think outside the box of this is what I've been doing forever. like This is who I am. This is what I've been doing. And now I have to think differently. And I think it was an awesome time for a lot of innovation to just come to the surface. And it's unfortunate that it took such a negative event to do that. But I also think for anyone listening right now, it's a good reminder to never just get so comfortable in what you're doing that you stop thinking about some of those innovations and things that to do differently.
1: I think you're so spot on there. And I truly think that the pause that it allowed me to have allowed for space for an idea to bloom. And additionally, you know, Casey, we talked briefly about this. We both have younger children. I have a six and eight year old. So this is what, three years ago at this point. I mean, I'm in that why, why, why mommy phase. And I think one of the best things about having little kids and this is they spark your curiosity again, or they provide you the opportunity for your curiosity to be sparked. Like it's how you handle it. So I'm naturally a super curious person, but having children has allowed me to be much more curious. Well, why am I doing this? What am I doing? What could I be doing? Could I be doing something differently? Because I'm being asked those questions all day about, Why the sky is blue and the grass is green? Now I'm like, well, why am I doing what I'm doing? Could I do it differently? And a, there was time and space, and I had these little ones who were reminding me constantly, how can I dream and how can I dream bigger? They have no limitations, right? Like kids just dream and dream, and that's so inspiring. And I think we get so fixed as we get older in our ways that taking that moment of pause and dreaming, dreaming bigger, and getting curious can have this breakthrough, right? Like, and and it was. The greatest gift. So I agree.
0: I look at kids the same way. I mean, sometimes I look at them a little bit different, but (laughs) I do too. A lot of it is that like seeing things through their eyes. And speaking of innovation, I imagine that one of your biggest competitors is Pinterest because that's traditionally where I have gone if I'm ever thinking about events and stuff. I I like to plan events, but I also like to get inspired from other places. So, I'm wondering too like as you're thinking about this new innovation, it obviously has to solve a need or a problem and I think that a lot of our listeners are probably wondering, how does something like this solve a problem that they... I mean, we all know Pinterest is a, is a rabbit hole of stuff, right? So can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, of course. And I think it's... We, we've had this question come up a fair amount. Like, How are we different? What do we solve that they don't solve? And I think it's a lot of things. I love Pinterest. I think it's a great resource. But it's a rabbit hole. And there's also a lot of like, I mean, there's a reason the hashtag Pinterest fail is there for a reason, right? Like, you see these things and you can't replicate them. And I think that's as a planner in my earlier or like first chapter of my career, I'd have these brides send us all of these Pinterest pics. I want to do this. I want to do this. Well, A, you can't source out those products because they're out of stock or it's, you know, grandma's China. So we wanted to solve for providing inspiration and creating a product that, like, aesthetically speaking, is aspirational, but it's attainable. You can replicate everything we're doing. And everything on Party Trick has links to go and buy it right now. And we have people working around the clock to update those product links in case they're off.
0: I was just gonna ask about that. I was like, wow. Cool.
1: <laughs> so you can actually like replicate our moods, replicate our tablescapes. You also it curates a look. I find that on Pinterest, people spend time like, does this match this? And you create all the stuff and it matches, but it doesn't really match. So we curate these experiences and not only just the look. But also every other piece for like the food matches the decor, the music will match. And Pinterest solves one piece. It's amazing for inspiration, but it doesn't curate the experience. So it relies on YouTube. It also provides inspiration for stuff that's not really that attainable. And so the DIY steps aren't there. So we're going to show you as much as we're going to recommend here are products. I'm going to give you all of our pro tips of how to use what you have to make it great. Because maybe you don't want to go buy a plate with a lemon all over it for like one party you're going to throw so how do you how do you get creative with what you have to achieve the same look and party trick kind of solves that in one area i mean and then many other areas it solves but basically like we cut through we teach you how to execute it we provide those sources of where and it still provides that inspiration but it creates it it saves you so much time on so many levels and because it's holistic you don't have to then bounce around and then put together a to-do list i mean One of my favorite features, I'm going off on a tangent, and this is the planner in me. Our timeline and reminders feature is my favorite. So what we do, and again, this is very different than Pinterest. I know if I'm hosting or if I were to host not as a professional planner at home, I'd have like a checklist and I'd be like checking stuff off my list. We don't need you to do that anymore. We actually send you reminders that are timed based on your party. So like Casey, if you're throwing a party in three weeks with us a dinner party or it's a breakfast or whatever, you'll start getting reminders two weeks out. Hey, now's your time to do this. And it'll tell you how to do it. Down to, hey, it's two hours before you have guests coming over, light a candle in the bathroom, turn the music on and take that champagne out of the freezer so you don't explode it and have to deal with it tomorrow. We kind of guide you along the way. And that for me is something that Pinterest 100% doesn't solve. So that's in my mind, a little bit about how we're different and how we solve a different problem.
0: So you're opening up this idea of event planner quality events to anyone. So it's going to save them time from trying to figure it out on their own using Pinterest, which is very lacking in that area, and also spending the money on an actual event planner to take care
1: of all that stuff Completely. for them. And we're going to give them that peace of mind, give them the ability where they look good. They can throw a party they're proud of. So even that person who hates like throwing together a gathering or might not be like the creative one in the group we will make them look creative and we'll keep them stress-free. Everyone values something different. Like some people value making it look amazing. Some people value the conversation. We kind of tick every box. So if for some person having like super cute Instagrammable or TikTokable, whatever tablescape, is their important thing? We're going to solve for that. If someone wants great conversation, we help them with that. If just peace of mind for a pizza party. Is there knowing that you're not forgetting the pieces so you can just be relaxed and not hate it? I mean, I know people who would rather go to the dentist and have teeth pulled, then throw a party. We will A, make them look good, and we'll keep them relaxed while doing it. So it's a lot of things that we can solve. And the thing is, work can be as prescriptive or flexible. So when you get in, it's super easy. It's interactive and not intentionally, but kind of intentionally solves for a lot of problems at the same time. Everybody's values a little something different.
0: So I think one of the things our listeners are going to be really curious about is kind of the journey that you took to get here because COVID was three years ago and it seems to me like this has taken off pretty quickly for you. Is there anything about the journey you want to share that maybe was unexpected for you in terms of, I didn't realize that I was going to have to go through this thing or something that was a little bit more challenging for you? Or the opposite of something that was surprisingly worked really well for you.
1: We basically, like I mentioned, we started a beta of this and I learned so much through that. I learned that I know nothing about tech and now I know a lot. (laughs) I learned that I didn't ask enough questions of my consumer and I didn't talk to my customer enough. I made assumptions based on the customer I had prior, which was a luxury and ultra luxury customer. They're going to go ahead and pay for a planner. And so this is really different. I mean, I spent so much time this time around doing... And I know people say this, but I didn't get it. And so I spent hours myself hiring people on my team, talking to thousands of people, trying to figure out what they value, what their trigger points are, why they don't want to host, what's stressful about it, what they would find most valuable. So talking to the consumer, I don't think I valued that enough going into it until I I launched this one. So we launched the beta. We did it all wrong, shut it down. And then we reapproached it. I think the other thing is people have such a short attention span, and parties are one of those things that take a lot of time. And our parties, if you were to look at a G doc or a PDF instead of our parties being delivered the way they are, if they were just a G doc, they're like thirty pages long. No one's going to read thirty pages. They're going to be like, "All right, peace them out." So it it required so much creativity and like going back and forth. How do we articulate this information in a way that people are actually going to care? Because it's a problem, but a lot of people, it's not enough of a problem to read a 32-page document. I know I wouldn't. So our parties are easy. So pick, choose, but you don't actually have to read that much because attention span is not there. So as we've gone through this journey, it has been the biggest learning experience. I think the validating thing that I keep coming back to is I know parties. I know how people... I know people behavior and, and what they want and what they... Because of my former experience... But there's been so much I learned and continue to learn every single day. And the, the climate continues to change.
0: A couple of things that you mentioned that stuck out to me are, first of all, you just said, I failed the first time. out. I mean, I don't want to put words in I your mouth, but I think it's it. <laughs> it's nice for other people to hear that it happens and it's normal and it's not the end of the world because you failed, you learned a lot, and then you did it again and you did it better.
1: Oh, Yeah. And I wouldn't be with the product of AMM had that. And this is so much better. Like you have to have those failures, those bumps, those, you know, where you're, you're tripping along the way to ultimately get to something greater.
0: How did that impact you when you realized like, this isn't it? Oh, I felt like a
1: massive failure because I don't like failing. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. Yeah. I mean, it's not fun. And you're like, oh, this is embarrassing. And now like when I go and I relaunch this, people are going to be like, oh, she's going to fail again. So there was a lot of self-doubt of like, what's so different this time? And then I think as we developed it, I, I realized, wow, this is like so much better. And it's only going to get better from here, right? We're going to continue to iterate. And I mean, we are looking at our data nonstop, what people are using, what they're not, what they like. And it's always surprising. And so it, it allows us like, I had a feature I wanted to roll out. And I'm like, I know they're going to want this. And it's not trending that way right now. So now we're just going to continue to develop and push this one that people are using. So again, it's listening to your customers, but then acknowledging and like checking your ego. Being like, okay, I think I know what it is, but we don't. We still have to listen to everyone. They drive us. That is an exact segue into the second thing you said that
0: I noticed because I work with women entrepreneurs, right, in their businesses. And this is one of the things I notice that's hard for them is when something's not working, it's really hard to say to ourselves, we didn't know our audience. We didn't do it right. It's got to be so- something else is the problem. We're not doing enough marketing. You know, like there's all these other reasons this isn't working because it's too hard for us to admit that maybe our original idea wasn't spot on. Right. Yeah. And it's, there's not a need for it out there. And I think. I have not had her on the podcast yet, but if you're not following Alex Batdorf, she has this get shit done. Well, she uses an asterisk, but she works with women like you and she has a ton of statistics about why women are not getting funding, why their startups are failing. And that's it is because we as women are heart centered, right? So we're driven by emotion. We're driven by making people happy. And in reality, sometimes our ideas just suck. And we have to listen to that because from a business perspective, that's what's going to make or break the business. So I love that you had the courage to do that and Yeah,
1: shift. it's never fun to like, again, admit it. And I think the easy thing, and I, I say this to myself, I'm like, well, you know, it's a great idea, but the timing was just wrong. And in part, it could be, right? right. There's so many reasons it could fail. The idea could be bad, the timing could be wrong. Your iteration, your client, your marketing, whatever. But like at a certain point, cut it, move on. Learning when to say done is so hard. I think we're just fighters and we want to make things work. As typically, I mean, most women I know don't just throw in the towel. We do it. We fight for things. And so we do that in business. And sometimes knowing, cut your losses, move on. You can still take the idea, reiterate it. If the idea has legs, and you have proof of concept,
0: right? Yeah. And obviously yours did. So it's, I'm glad that you realized that and said, <laughs> "Oh, the, we just need to
1: tweak this thing." Yeah, I mean, major overhaul. It was basically like throwing a lot of steroids on it and and, and changing it around a time. But I mean, the mission's the same. The iteration's entirely different. And I think that's the thing that the idea failed. Okay, maybe the mission can be the same, but how it expresses itself can be entirely different.
0: That's an excellent point. I love that. So as you're talking, I have this running through my head. Uh, before I hit record today, my listeners know that I'm recently divorced. I talk about it all the time. So I'm so happy about it, but uh, <laughs> oh, I love that. Congrats. I yes. had this idea. I wanted to throw a party, like a divorced AF party, is what I was going to mm-hmm. call it. And twice now, I've said, "Okay, I'm doing this." The first time I said I'm doing this, I didn't even pick a date. So, I mean, I failed like right out of the <laughs> The second time I picked a date and never followed through. Like, I forgot to invite people. I didn't have a venue, you know, like nothing. So I'm thinking about this. Like, hey, maybe I need to check out party tricks so I can make uh, yes. this uh, super simple But it also leads me to another question because you said you are also divorced. And Mm -hmm. one of the values we have here on the podcast is right or wrong, good or bad, being a woman in business is different Mm -hmm. than it is for other people and especially for us as moms and you've been divorced you said for 4 years so you're going through this whole process as a single mom and i'm wondering if there was anything that you found like extra challenging as a single mom that gave you some extra hurdles that you had to go over oh my god there's so many
1: hurdles <laughs> i mean it's literally like constant bomb to navigate and but what guides me and what pushes me and motivates me through all those hurdles honestly is the children and the model I'm setting for them, even down to... So my kids love podcasts. We listen to podcasts as we drive to school every single day. And this morning, I was getting ready. My daughter, so my daughter's six and my son's eight. They came in and we're all getting dressed. And Elizabeth's like, mommy, what are you doing today? And I'm like, oh, mom's going to go on a podcast this morning. And then I got conference calls. She's like, you're going to do a podcast today? And it was this thing that... like. Made me waking up at four o'clock to get my work done when a lot like most other people are sleeping totally worth it because you see this like admiration and I'm inspiring her and teaching her she can build whatever she wants to build and I'm showing them that I can go over hurdles I can do hard things and they can do hard things too and so all of these hurdles because you don't have someone else in my case like I don't have a nanny either and so I was at skating practice yesterday with my daughter while I'm working on something in the background, like there's less presence, but then there's also, I am very strict and boundaries, so I can be with them. And I do that with work too. So I'm very present with work. I'm very present with the kids. There are those times that I have the overlap and you just have to get creative. So I think it's so much more quote, unquote, like, different for us because your workflow is just the pressures on moms stereotypically. And especially in single mom, if you're doing it completely solo in this way, you don't have the same support to raise them. And so all the obstacles, the school pick up snow days. I mean, I live in Colorado. We get snow days all the time. So I have a full day booked. And then all of a sudden I have two kids at home on top of it. I'm like, how do we navigate that? It's that constant flexibility and pivoting that I think others don't have to. I was speaking last night with my head of marketing and I hope she's not mad at me for sharing this, but whatever. Anyhow, she was saying something about she her husband's an entrepreneur and she's like, he needs to step up and she's dealing with some family stuff with her, her a sixth parent and she's like, I don't understand why he's going and playing golf. I'm working, I'm doing the kids, I'm doing all of these things. And she's like, he just prioritizes himself. And I think as moms, it's hard not to have our kids be our priority. So juggling and navigating the balance is just so much harder, but the reward of the model you set is for me worth it every single time. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll wake up, I'll work different hours. I'll get creative and make it work that way.
0: One of the things I love to do here is question things. I'm a Gretchen Rubin questioner, if anybody knows what that is. When I originally launched the podcast, all the things you're talking about are things that I... We're here to create a different set of strategies for women in business because the traditional ones don't work. We can't go to work from 8 to 5. We can't hop on a plane and go to a conference so we can meet the right people who are going to catapult our... Like We can't do that. We're in a child care crisis, like it's just a mess right now. But you can still do it if you employ the right strategies, they just are going to be different. And so one of the things that you're sharing is one of the things we talk about, which is we don't have an eight to five. So we're finding time outside of parenting, which might have to come at four o'clock in the morning. And we're also disjointed. So you know we might be able to work for an hour or two hours, and then we're doing something else. And so these long stretches of focus are just not there. But also, on the other hand, something else that you said that got me questioning this is, is this a boundary or a hurdle that's placed on us by society? Or are we kind of sabotaging ourselves by not doing what her husband was doing and saying, I'm golfing today and you're, I'm going to need you to do this. Like, do we ever do that? Like, do we say, I need you to do this today? So if part of me is questioning, like, are we just not asking or for help? And we're kind of putting ourselves in that situation.
1: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I would say probably uh, of the women I know, 90% of us, like we create this for ourselves and we, we kind of sabotage ourselves. I do yeah. know some who just would do exactly what uh the stereotypical male partner again in that in that role would do. So again, I, I have like one woman in mind who's popping and I love her. Um and she has three little boys and her husband actually has a more high power career than she does. And it's amazing. And she's like, no, you're doing I I've got to go do this. I'm inspired when she does it. I could not do it. But I also thrive with these blocks. Like I don't do all well in that eight to five environment. Like I never really have. So the work style like we're kind of sabotaging ourselves, but I found a way to make it work for me and they also own it. So I'm like, okay, cool. I also do make sure within all of it that there are enough self-care practices that it doesn't totally hit that part of burnout or sabotage like over it. That's hard.
0: What was the thing that made this possible for you to find the time to do this and to focus as a parent?
1: I think it's acknowledging we all work differently again, and we all have to work in different ways to your point earlier. And so what has made it all possible is the acceptance that there's no right or one wrong way of doing it. And what works best for you? Like I can tell you, I did not do well at night. I did take a call last night that went until 1030 and my, and my words were just like, Ugh. like I, I, they wouldn't come out. So I never do that. And I put a hard boundary of like, when I do things based on when I know I work best. And so I think the thing is, it's like acknowledging it and owning it versus feeling like this is happening to me. It's happening for me. All right. I have these children. I have control over this. This is what works. And again, and, getting curious and being creative and acknowledging that like different isn't bad. Different is just what we're doing. Um, and I think people can get stuck in that mindset sometimes. So I think when I shifted the mindset of... It, it wasn't like penalizing me to wake up. That's my choice. And I love doing that versus I have to do this. Like, I get to do this. And this is me time.
0: I love that. And that's the balance that we have to find as women is like, what are the things that we're dragging our feet against? right? And what are the things that are kind of standing in our way that are outside of our control? And how do we find that balance between figuring out how we're going to overcome those obstacles? But... If you could leave our listeners with one thing, whether it's advice or encouragement or whatever it is, what would you leave them with today as they're building their
1: own companies? Yeah. Oh, I love that. So I honestly think, and it's like a long one thing, I would encourage everyone and myself to remain curious, open minded. Like the entire time, you never know what things are going to go and rely on community. I think the other thing, and this is just like to add that we think we can do stuff ourselves too, too much. And that goes back to party trick. When you get people together, everything gets a little bit better. So bringing together a team, bringing together a a group of mentors. So get curious, pivot. And have that community component, whether that's for your personal life or your professional life, it enhances every single thing, and then your quality of life goes up. So Party Trick will enable to do that, but like if you're not using Party Trick and you're just thinking about how do I grow my business, be curious and, and rely on community. Ask for help. There's no harm in asking for help. It's always better.
0: Oh, I love that, and I I'm a worst offender at that too. Asking for help and like. I was having a text conversation with a friend the other day and it came to this point where I was getting made fun of because she knew I needed help, but I couldn't like get the words out. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. Like We need to practice at this. So it's so funny.
1: I think even just acknowledging you need help sometimes you don't even need help after you say it. I said that the other day. I was talking to someone I'm like, I just need help. Like I do like doing my dishes and food because I'm not a big cook. I hate that's a hard thing for me. And as soon as I said that, I actually didn't need help. I was fine. But right. if you can get over that hurdle, it's... Yeah.
0: that's Exactly. Yeah. I find myself doing that too.
1: Okay. So Party
0: Trick sounds like we all need to check it out. How can our audience find you? Mm-hmm. And how can we support you?
1: I encourage everyone, please, please try Party Trick. It's partytrick.com. We're on Instagram at trick. I will give Casey a promo code to put in her notes. So if you listen to this and you come to us from the podcast, uh, you can get three months free using one of our codes for you guys to try it. So we have a free membership and then a party pro membership. It's very affordable. It's $89 for the year, $9 a month. So our goal is we just want to empower as many people as possible. This is less about... Like we, we want to bring it to the message. If you do one party alone, it covers it. I was just
0: going to say, oh, for like 90 bucks for the year, just one party. It's like, oh yeah, well worth yeah, it. Yeah, well worth it.
1: So we'll give you all that in the call notes, but check us out, give us a follow. And we are starting to work on a lot of partnerships and collabs So if you are a brand uh, or know a brand that's great with hosting and you want to kind of think about how you can empower other women, make hosting better, easier, um, certainly reach out. It's just I'm virginia at PartyTrick.com, So email me. I will put that up for anyone. Feel free.
0: I already have a couple of local women in mind that I think would benefit. So I'm going to share that with them. Virginia, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It was a great conversation, a great tool you have. I know I'm going to go check you out and pr- plan my divorce,
1: part. <laughs> I my divorce party. <laughs> I love it. And we actually have a little trip and secret. We actually have a divorce party the works. So we don't have one right now, but we will really soon. So you should use that. And if you get around to doing it before, just reach out and say, hey, I want to do this and we'll write custom ones for anyone. So at this point, we're writing custom parties. So if you have a request, pop it in and we'll write a party for you.
0: Well, I'll definitely hang out for that. Amazing, Casey. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for being here. Honey, what is it that you wanted to tell our listeners today? Get
1: out there and break some boundaries and do it for me and my generation. Thank you so
0: much for listening to this episode of Female Founders Breaking Boundaries. If you enjoyed this episode, would you be willing to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast or wherever you're tuning in? You can connect with me on LinkedIn using the link in the show notes. And until next week, don't be afraid to get out there and break some boundaries.